I'm Michael Pardue, and this is the Just Ministry Podcast brought to you by First Baptist Church of Eichard and Educational Design and Development. We want to thank you for joining us today for our podcast. Today our podcast is taking place as everyone seemingly in the world is being affected by the coronavirus, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that has swept in just a few months across the world. It has shut down major cities, major corporations. Uh, here in North Carolina, where I am, you cannot go and sit down in a restaurant uh, and have a meal. Schools are closed for almost two more months. In fact, uh, once this is over, it will have been at least two months uh, since public schools have been out uh, starting uh, tomorrow. Uh, so many more businesses in our state will have to close. Uh, you will not be able to go and get a, a haircut, um, uh, nail salons, um, all kinds of places are being shut down. Uh, churches have many, uh, most have not gathered. Uh, now in two Sundays, our governor has issued an executive order where groups of 50 uh, cannot meet. Um, some states, I believe, are as low as three. Groups of three um, are, are too many. Um, it, the world uh, literally has changed in a matter of days. And for the first time in my life, and I would imagine for the first time in many people's lives, uh, something like this has swept across the world uh, so quickly. Um, many people have seen uh, their retirements disappear. Um, many people have lost their lives to uh, this uh, virus. Um, our country is experiencing economic hardship. Uh, again, I heard uh, the governor of North Carolina yesterday talking about the unemployment system uh, that had been receiving about 3,000 claims a week, had 100,000 claims last week. And it's just incredible to watch this, and it seems like... Um, Many of us who are pastors are having to uh, deal with and think through and experience a new paradigm, um, a, a true paradigm shift in ministry. Uh, things are not as they once were, and it seems likely that when all of this passes, when uh, the virus, the threat of the virus uh, subsides, that that ministry is going to be different. And there's some saying that that's a good thing, that that, that needs to happen, that we need uh, to explore a different view, a different understanding to, of ministry, and, and maybe that is the case. Um, it's not really going to be my topic for today. As, I, as I've been kind of thinking, uh, there's so much being said about this, and I don't really uh, want to be uh, repetitious, but uh, there's something that has really struck me over the last several days it's really been a theme in the digital messages that i have uh, prepared for our church and you know the things that i've sent out uh, to them and so it you know it seemed like the thing to talk about we don't do a lot of these uh, podcasts so we need to be doing it more often but uh, uh, that is what it is but in thinking about kind of what has confronted me in in wrestling with uh, all of the decisions uh, that that have to be made and and all of the um you know the changes that are taking place uh one thing that's really stuck out is 
that so much of what is happening around us is being driven by fear. And uh, some of it's a healthy fear. Uh, some of it is a, uh, a cautious uh, fear that, that people in particular, our leaders, uh, put in place. And so we, we don't dismiss that. But we also have to realize and, and think through the reality that as Christians, we don't live in fear. Uh, fear, you know, is not our um, is not our our driving force. It's it's not what causes us to make decisions. It's not how we we live our life. Uh, we live our life with confidence. We have hope, and I've really seen a, a contrast, I guess, between um, fear and hope in these last you know. 10 days, last 15 days that we've really been wrestling with, um, you know, what our reality is. We, we have new terms like social distancing, and I, I'm assuming that someone had heard that term before, but, but I hadn't. And um, the thought of social distancing, the thought of, of being away from people is is not how we live as Christians, right? We we want to be together. It's a good thing for us to be together. It's a good thing for us to love one another and spend time together and worship together and fellowship together and minister together. And so much of that um, just can't happen right now. It's just different. And I think that sparks fear in people, but it should not do so. And so I want to encourage you, I guess, uh, this is what the podcast is going to primarily be about, is I encourage you to think about um, some areas where comfort is going to be necessary for us as ministry leaders, as we comfort those who are in fear, as we confront a fear. Um, we we can't let it sit there and fester. We, we need to, to confront it up front from the beginning. And so um, maybe three things that we need to confront and then uh, three things that we can kind of, how we're going to do that. So three areas, I guess, that we need to confront fear. Um, We need to confront fear for the church. So when we speak, uh, especially now, I think we should be doing this all the time because I, I think people generally have various fears that don't get addressed. But, but in particular now, when we address our church, whether it's in writing, whether it's in video, audio, um, phone conversations, whenever it is, we, we need to really be um, confronting fear, uh, confronting um, whatever fears it is that, that we see in, in our people. You know, that may be one of the values of social media. Uh, there are a lot of negatives. Um, I saw a funny uh, <coughs> a funny uh, post on social media today about how things have changed. You know, 10 years ago, preachers were saying that, that Facebook was the devil, social media was the devil, and today uh, we're all talking about our digital broadcast. Um, but I think as we look at that connection that we do have with our people uh, through, you know, social media... Um, it gives us an opportunity to see you know, how they're confronting this and how they're feeling about it. They may never tell you that. They may never call you up and say, you know, pastor, uh, ministry leader, deacon, um, 
this is the the fear that I have. This is the thing that I'm afraid of from you know all of this uh, coronavirus and everything that's happening. Uh, but when we were able to look through that and see you know, what they're posting about, what they're talking about, um, are they talking about struggling to uh, find enough food for their family? Are they talking about uh, not being able to find necessities? Are they talking about being worried about uh, their job and their job security? Are they talking about um, you know not having a a place for their kids to go uh, because school was out? Are they are they worried about child care so that they can continue to work? Uh, are they worried about drawing unemployment benefits? Whatever whatever that is, those things that you see, uh, you should address those and you should confront that fear. Um, now, that's difficult to do and we don't do so flippantly. We don't tell people, you know, oh, you shouldn't be worried about your kids. Uh, you shouldn't be worried about your next uh, meal. You shouldn't be worried about uh, your job. You know, don't, you know, how dare you worry about those things? Uh, that is an unpastoral approach. And uh, frankly, if you do that, um, you know, you're not a good pastor. Uh, you're not a good ministry leader and you should probably take some time off. Uh, maybe you should go into quarantine and not do that for a while. But we also, we also don't allow those things to dominate and to be the driving force and to control everything. We have to confront uh, those fears. We have to talk about, um, through our presentation of Scripture, through our study of God's Word, through our, again, preaching, teaching, those times when you're getting to talk to uh, the people in your church, uh, that the Lord is in control that the Lord does provide for his people, that he does want good things for his people, that he does have a plan and purpose for his people, for their lives, even in the midst of this virus. Uh, we, we, we can't dismiss our responsibility uh, to do that. And so I would encourage you, take some time. Begin developing you know, in your mind or, or maybe even better in, in writing somehow Things that you see, things that you know, that your people are fearful of during this time of difficulty and crisis. And really try to um, develop that list and then respond well to that list. Respond to these these fears, these things that, that are, um, you know, just... Just providing them this hardship. You're going to know. You're going to know when someone in your church gets the coronavirus. And maybe that's their fear. Their health is not good. And they fear that if they get this virus, they may well die. Um, that is not a small fear. And that is not a fear that we can be flippant or dismissive of. That is, that is a legitimate fear that I am sure... Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in our nation right now have. And they can hear, you know, leaders talk about the low, the low death rate, the low mortality rate. They can hear, you know, someone say, and I heard it again today, you know, most people who get this will get better. And that can be a, a statistical reality. But it does not mean that they do not have fear. You know, I heard the, um, I think it was the vice president uh, of the United States, Mike Pence, earlier today said, you know, each one of these people represents a family. You were talking about, it was a comparison between Italy's 
mortality rate, which is so high, and the U.S. mortality rate, which is significantly lower. And he said, but, but each one of these people, it's a person. And of course, we, we know that he has a, you know, a, a more, I guess what I would call biblical godly view of life. And when you have that, it's going to cause you to treasure each person. And so as a, as a pastor, you know, you want to confront this fear, but you want to do so pastorally. You want to think through what you're going to say. You don't want to be dismissive of the fear, but you want to answer the fear with God's word. So that's a, a first one, a first place to confront. You know, another, and and I don't know, you know, how this is in your situation. I don't know that in my community, um, you know, that I'm a voice that that the average Joe on the street is listening to. You know, here in Eichard, we are not a large community. Um, we have one stop on the interstate. We've got Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell's, and Granny's Country Kitchen. I got a Dollar General across from the church. But if there are people who are watching Maybe people who don't normally go to church, but they find your service online. They, they're stuck at home. They want something to do. And if your Facebook page and their Facebook page was like mine on Sunday, there were all kinds of pastors preaching to empty rooms. It is a great opportunity for us to address the fear in our community with God's word. Because there are going to be so many others who are also going to do that. There are going to be politicians who do that. And their answers are not going to be God's answers. There are, there are already celebrities trying to do that. And their answer is, um, as we, we saw last week, let's sing uh, about you know having uh, no possessions and no heaven and no religion. Um, and we'll all be happy. And that is not an answer that suffices when there's a time of fear. Because it's an answer that gives no hope. It's an answer that has no promise of a future, no promise of God's goodness, no promise of anything. And so we, as, as ministers of the gospel, we have the opportunity to confront... Um, all of these fears going on in our community, all of these... Um, these people who, who just, they're not certain about what is ahead. Again, they fear losing their job. They fear losing their child care. They're not sure what they're going to do with their children because they're out of school. They're worried that they might get this virus and die. You have a chance when you put out every one of these Bible studies, every one of these sermons, every little video update, to take a little bit of time to confront the fear that it's in your community because your church members are going to share these videos and while most of your timeline may be church members and other pastors when our church members share these videos out to their people you know the people on their timeline the people in their social networking groups it's an opportunity for us to have a little voice in those people's lives um, that they may not hear on a regular basis and they may not be open to 
in a time when everything seems to be going well. That's where we were a month ago. Low unemployment, high stock market. People were living well. And it changed quickly. And so now people may be looking for answers and you have a little bit of a voice, a momentary voice to confront their fear with the good news of Christ. So I want to encourage you to take that. Then a third area that we should confront fear is with one another. I don't know about you, but the last couple weeks, I've just, it's just felt odd. You know, we're not in our normal routine. I've had meetings that I was looking forward to canceled. I've not got to to stand up and, and preach from my the pulpit at my church in in weeks now. I was out the out of the pulpit the week before as my family and I were moving and uh you know, I had someone filling in for me, supposed to come back and then we had to cancel and then this week and so it's it's been a long time. And I felt very out of rhythm and it's been discouraging. Because you start to look at all the things that now got to take place and, and you've got to record and, and you've got to set up for that. But, but then you've also, you know, if, if we're just being honest, you're concerned about, you know, the offerings in the church and you're concerned about payroll. And, and we have a child care center at our church. And so you have to be concerned about the, the employees there and the children there and how do we keep them safe and how do we try to stay open and how do we take care of, of people that we, you know, could be out of work and, and all of these things that we weren't having to think about just a few weeks ago. And now we're having to think about them and we're being confronted by them. And so it's just discouraging and it can cause us to be afraid. And so I would encourage you to confront the fear of other ministry leaders. We're, we're not alone. We have to be there for one another. We have to encourage one another and help one another and work with one another and, and just be there for one another. And that's what our people need of us. But if we're going to pour all of that out for our people, we also uh, realize that uh, we're going to have to be there for each other. And so I want to encourage you to, to, you know, you may not see these publicly because as pastors we like to hide this a little more, but check on your fellow ministry leader. Check on your fellow pastor. Check on the, you know, your fellow elder at your church. See how they're doing. See how their family's doing. See, you know, how, how this process is, is working for them. You know, are, are we getting burnt out in a time when we seemingly don't have anything to do? But man, that's where I have been the last few weeks. That's just where I've felt. It's hard to get up and go in the morning when, you know, you're going you're gonna to have an empty sanctuary on Sunday morning. When you're going to be in front of a computer. You know, giving an update or or doing a Bible study when you really long to be with your people. And you know, we can talk about how this is all about the church getting out and, and, and not being a building, but being, you know, God's people. That's great, but God has made us, He has built us to be with others. Social distancing is a product of the fall. It is not a gift from God. It is a product of a fallen world that a virus would cause us not to be able to be with others. Because we are social creatures. And when we are not with others, 
it is not good for us to be alone. And so I want to encourage you with, with everything going on to, to make sure that you confront the fear with one another. Confront the fear that ministry leaders have during a time like this. So how do we do that? How's um, in all three of those areas, confronting fear for the church and confronting fear for the community and confronting fear with one another. What does that look like? Uh, just three things real quick. One, we want to talk about it clearly. We want to talk about fear clearly. Uh, we we can't just let it go. We we can't um, we can't be dismissive. But we need to talk about it and and be upfront about it, and you know not um, not kind of dance around it. Uh, we don't want to make people feel bad about it, but we don't want to be honest that fear is there, and be clear. This is what the fear is. The fear is that we're not going to make it as a church, or the fear is that uh, you know you're going to lose your job, or the fear is there's going to be no child care uh, for your children. Um, let's be clear and talk about it very clearly. The second part, and it's really connected to that, is to be honest. You know, I think about and talking with my church over the last couple of weeks. I've had to talk a lot about giving. Not normally something that I talk about a lot. Don't normally talk about, um, you know, tithing as I preach through books. I talk about it when it comes up, but I'm not one that hits on it all the time. I just can't stand that. Um, you know, people who always talk about money and how people need to give more money and that sort of thing. It's just, you know, if that's you, that's fine. That's just not me. But I've had to do that because if people do not give, um, you know, we don't, we don't survive this. We don't make it through. If people do not give, it just, it, it's not going to work. And so I've had to do that. I had to sit down with our staff in our child care center last Friday and talk about the steps that were going to happen if we had to close, if enrollment drops, if the finances aren't there. This is what we're going to have to do. This is when we're going to close. This is when we would have to stop paying. This is when we would have to do layoffs. This is when we would have to do cuts. That's a hard conversation. I don't like having that conversation. But if you're going to confront fear, you've got to be honest. Because I could also say we are doing everything that we can possibly to stay open. We're doing everything we can to make sure everyone has a job. We're doing everything we can to make sure everyone is safe. We're doing everything we can to make sure everyone gets a paycheck. That is a difficult conversation. I suspect that over the next several weeks, we're going to have more difficult conversations. It's just the nature of the crisis we're in. Difficult conversations are normal. But if we want to confront fear in the church and in the community and with one another, we have to be honest. We have to be clear about what is happening. We have to be clear about what fear is. We have to be clear about how God feels about fear. We have to be honest. We don't know the future. We don't know if someone's going to get sick from this and die. We don't know what the final consequences are going to be or what the aftermath of this is going to look like. But we can be honest with people about what we do know and what we don't know. 
We can be honest about what God says, and we shouldn't do anything less. We shouldn't give people false hope, because that's also lying. But we shouldn't fail to give people hope, because that's a failure to be honest. A third thing that we can do is we can contrast hope and fear. Friends, that's what people need right now. People need hope. They're desperate for it. They were desperate for it before the coronavirus. Everything around us says there's no hope. Our our secular culture, our secular communities, our secular schools, our secular teachings, all of those things provide no hope. Friends, we're not an accident that's here Make our mark on history, if that's even important, and then die and go to nothingness. John Lennon might have said that we could imagine where there is no heaven, but friends, there is a heaven. It is a place that God has made for his people. He has gone to prepare a place for us. Our Savior will come again and receive us unto himself. On that last day, he will come in conquering victory and a new heaven and a new earth will be made and every tear will be wiped away and we will be with him forever. That is the contrast of hope with fear. Fear says it's all about now. It's all about the temporal. And nothing in the future matters. We don't just live for today. We we live for every day that is ahead. Because we know that for us to live is Christ. And for us to die is gain. If we are his. And so as we talk to our people, we talk to the community, we talk to one another, we should instill hope in people by contrasting hope and fear. I think when we do, we can, we can see how we can weather a crisis like this together as the church, as God's people. And we can do so. We can do so shining a light in darkness. We can do so living a missional life that shares the gospel with people who are lost and dying. We can do so giving hope in the darkness that surrounds us. So I hope that you'll take seriously these next few weeks and going forward in your ministry the the necessity of we as as ministry leaders confronting fear being honest with people yes but confronting the fear that is around us and reminding people that even in the midst of a pandemic that has rocked our world there is hope in Christ I'd love to hear your thoughts I'd love to hear your feedback about this and uh, feel free to connect uh, with me through the Just Ministry a website and if you have other ideas that we might explore I'd love to hear those as well if you could tell us how you're confronting fear in your congregation that's what I'd love to hear how are you combating this this darkness of fear that surrounds us with a hope that comes through Christ I hope you stay safe uh, remember to follow guidelines coming from the government I, I do think those are for our benefit and uh, um, as you can't meet with your people pray for them I love them Uh, Show them grace and be with them and for them as much as you can. Uh, But confront their fears. Don't let their fears fester. 
uh, but show them the love, mercy, and hope of Christ. I hope you have a wonderful day.